Golden Spiral Media presents Chester's Mill Gazette, an Under the Dome podcast. Hey, Domeheads, it's time. Doug and Karen are ready to deliver the latest issue of Chester's Mill Gazette and share their thoughts on this week's episode of Under the Dome. Are you ready? Here are your hosts, Doug and Karen. Welcome, and thanks for reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette. I am water quality observer Karen Lindsay, and with me tonight is... I'm your political cartoon lampoonist, Barb Rankin. And tonight we are hot off the presses with this issue for Season 3, Episode 12, entitled Incandescence. That's right. Doug could not be with us tonight, so Barb is kindly sitting in. And everyone here should know who Barb is. So uh, she is a regular columnist here at the paper. She's stepping in, and you get to hear her lovely voice. Thank you so much. It's great to be here, Karen. I'm so glad. And we are published by Golden Spiral Media at goldenspiralmedia.com forward slash dome and on the GSM Facebook page. We also have our own Facebook page. You can just search for Chester's Mill Gazette there and it will come right up. And we'll still be doing stuff after the dome comes down. We can talk about that real quick, too. But uh, this is our penultimate episode. We might have some after that, like a, a sum up sort of thing, but it's been canceled. We outlasted the dome. <laughs> and I think there was some rejoicing over that, Karen. A little bit, yes. A tad on Twitter, perhaps. That's right. Yay. The dome has fallen. The dome is dead. You can't touch this. We outlasted it. That's all I can say. Now, mind you, it's fun to talk about. This is, I was talking to Mark from Solo Talk Media today. And as you know, he does his own Under the Dome podcast. But we were both very relieved that we won't have to do another season because another season would really be stretching it for us. Um, Just, you know. I want to do something else with Doug. I said, you know, maybe we can push Daryl out of the Person of Interest podcast. <laughs> and I could take over there. What do you think, Barb? Well, you know, that might be possible, Karen. But, you know, the fans could always write additional chapters. And you all could come back. Fan fiction? Under the Dome Absolutely. Fan fiction? Fan fiction for Under the Dome. Mm, there's an idea. Let's kill it pretty quickly, shall we? (laughs) Yeah, let's do. (laughs) So this episode, again, was called Incandescence, and it was written by Bronwyn Garrity and Catherine Humphreys and directed by P.J. Pesci, who, you know, couldn't hurt it, right? (laughs) More than where we are today? No, probably not. (laughs) That's right. So we shall start the discussion here. And our headline is, and I hope I did Doug proud, penultimate paper published plot points repudiated. How'd I do? 
I think that is a marvelous title, Karen, and I think it hits exactly the prime points. <laughs> Thank you very much. Of this publication. <laughs> so what was your rating, Barb? Well, Karen, you know, I'm looking to the finale. I want to I save some room at the finale for my best ranking. Yeah, you saved downwards. Though. I know, and that is going down. And so tonight, I had to give this episode three discarded umbilical cords, because quite frankly, it's pretty gross and enough said. Yeah, I agree. Gross is right. Um, I'm going to give this, and I go on an under the dome scale. Like, you know, I have a Gotham scale for my Gotham podcast. It's not ever going to match up to like a Farscape scale. You know what I mean? Because even the worst Farscape is better than the best under the dome. You know what I mean? I do, but I'm hoping I'm hoping that you come to the dark side with my rating scale for the final episode. Well, and that's something I'm going to be looking to you and Doug to do. Yeah, you never know next week. We uh, don't know. Yeah, it is going to be the last episode. So if they don't finish well, it could take a huge nosedive for me. But this episode, because they did move things along, they showed us, you know, things. They moved the plot. Quite a bit. I gave it a seven and a half stacks of money. Because Big Jim really went right for that safe. He's ready to go. And speaking of Big Jim, I put some choices in there, Barb. And I think they're wonderful choices, Karen. But there is only one person who can read these and do these lines <laughs> justice. Do you have, should I do all three of them? Oh, Absolutely. Okay. First of all, he's talking to Lily in the beginning. And, and he talks to Hector. And he talks to Lily again. And then he talks to Indy. And what does he do? He makes deals. So it's, this is my deal. Okay, so there's one. And then, you know, he has to kill Hector to save Joe and the rest of his resistance. So it's, this is my resistance. And then... When he's making the deal with Hector, he decides he's going to run off to where? This is my Tim Buck freaking two. So I have those three big gym lines for you guys this week. I, I kind of like do this is my deal with this, the money. This is my deal. Yeah. I like that one too. It's a nice, concise big gym line and it really is something he would say. I still can't get over that he said it last week. Well, that's because he had a huge bag of money with him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, if you had that much money, when you think that it was your deal, too? Right, exactly. He, he's so great. I'm going to miss him on TV. He better go on to something else. Well, I think that he's going to find something relative, uh, relatively quickly. And I think that I heard last week, maybe the week before, that Alicia Hines has already landed a new role. Oh, good. And I don't recall what it is right now, but I thought, isn't that wonderful that someone of her talent got something so fast? That's good. I'm I'm glad. She so must have already had something lined up, you know, some feelers out. So that's good. Well, I mean, she was dead already on the show, so she wasn't going to head off to the next season, even if it got picked up. So yay. Um, but Dean Norris, I don't think he'll have any trouble getting something else. He'll break bad somewhere else. That's right. I see what you did there. Hold on. <laughs> I have some dust on my tablet. 
Okay, so shall we start the discussion? Let's the do episode. that, shall we? Okay, um, I'm going to do it herky-jerky. I know Doug is much more seamless with this. but uh, So we start off with Barbie and Julia. Uh, Julia, I kept saying Julie, apparently. Uh, driving back to the resistance, and apparently now it's at the paper mill. Because Junior killed everybody <laughs> at the daycare. Um, they still think Junior is cured, and they plan on using the cure on baby Barbie. And then we move to a conversation between Lily and Big Jim, where she tells him she overheard the plan, and they make their own plan. Barbie and Julia arrive. Hector greets them. Barbie is snarky. They find out about Junior, and they tell Hector about the baby. And Hector is none too pleased. No, he is not. So what do you think about that first part of the episode? Well, I, I don't think that it was... It shouldn't have been a surprise to them. I mean, certainly the, right. they knew that the baby was was going to be an alien. I think they know yeah. they know that everyone yeah, everyone associated with the dome or anyone who has been cocooned or has any of this DNA in them is going to be an alien. And Hector has already said that everyone needs to be killed. That's the only way to solve the problem. Right. Now, here's my thing. I said it last week on the episode that you know why on earth. Would he be this attached to that baby after seeing it like that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's not like he had nine months to be attached to it, right? No, and I, and that's one of the things that doesn't make sense, and certainly that's one of the reasons why I gave this such a low score. <laughs> because it's an, be ali so it's an alien baby. It right. was purple. Right. He He can't really be I mean he's supposedly smart right he's still with Julia <laughs> this is why I love you Barb <laughs> <laughs> you're so cynical and awesome <laughs> um, I love also when he uh, when Barbie arrives and greets Hector and he says I just thought it was my dad running this horrible company and now I know it was you uh, but his his daddy, Dearest, did quite a few bad things, too. And, oh, sure. And we started off with, I think, the, the beginning of the of the series with Barbie being a far more, at least a, appearing to be a far more intelligent individual than what he has evolved to, especially at this point in the, was, in this, in the season and at the end of the series. So it's, I think that's very disappointing for a lot of the characters. Well, different showrunners. True. So I think those showrunners had a whole different Barbie in their head. Uh, these showrunners are cobbling things together, as far as I can tell. And they're just not consistent with the first season characters. Um, Barbie is not... Barbie is a tool to move story plot points from place to place. Um, you know, he's part of the resistance uh he gets the girl preg pregnant um you know he just he moves things from place to place right now it's big jim that runs everything on the resistance side 
And that inconsistency has obviously been reflected in the ratings, and that's why the dome is coming down. That's right. That's why we get... (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yes, Karen. Good one. (laughs) So, uh, also the conversation between Lily and Big Jim I thought was pretty cool. Lily isn't afraid to lay it on the line, even though she knows that Big Jim is bad. I mean, she has seen him kill people. And she says, look, I know, I overheard you guys talking that you're going to kill everyone. Um, I'll tell you what, let's make a deal. And Big Jim says, well, you know, you want something, I want something. You erase my tape and I'll save the town. I'll make sure the dome comes down. And uh, she reluctantly agrees to it and uh, I thought that was interesting I mean it's it, I guess it's a lesser of the two evils well and that's what I was thinking too Karen uh, she's made in my opinion two poor choices she first trusted Hector she found out that he had completely betrayed her that he'd lied to her about her father and then so now she doesn't trust him but she's going to trust someone who is a murdering psychopath basically or at least the father exactly yeah he's i think he's a sociopath more than a psychopath i think he he only thinks of himself and the feelings that are outside of himself is just he he doesn't regard those as anything um so yeah he, he won't hesitate to turn on lily if if he has to. So But then again her her options are limited. She knows she can't get out of the dome, that the way in has been blown up. Right. She knows it's calcifying. So at that point I guess you throw your your um hand behind someone who has proved to be resourceful while he's been under the dome and that's and, Big Jim. And ruthless when it comes to getting the job done. And also, he has the power to break off that deal with Hector. So, you know, she's right to go for him, but it's pretty brave of her, too, because all he has to do is rub her out and, you know, deals back on with Hector. That's true, but if the dome doesn't come down and it calcifies, she's dead. So Yeah, but all he has to do is... Make his own deal, right? Good, good point. <laughs> he can still let the dome come down. <laughs> he could do that and turn on Lily, and uh, you know, because she knows, she knows that he's killed everyone. So That's true. He would be a tough. He'd be a tough person to trust. Yeah, he would be. Very uh, difficult. Now, Doctor Bloom asks uh, Barbie and Julia about the umbilical cord, and says if they can get it, she might be able to make the cure. Um, even though Junior wasn't cured with Christine's blood, she thinks that the blood from the umbilical cord can cure them. Now, why she thinks that, I don't know. And two weeks ago, they said that they had, what, five years of science? Right. And now, and they, one and now it's all out the, it's out the window. Right. But in one day, she has decided she can adapt. Sure. Okay. Uh, So they decide they're going to go back to the hotel 
and get the cord. Um, why it would still be there. Uh, why Ava would let them have it. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. But I well, guess... They... Go ahead. Uh, if, sorry. If they hadn't killed off our science expert, she probably could have told us how Rebecca. that would have been how that would have been useful and what we could have done with it oh i'm okay with her being dead well, i still miss her <laughs> all righty then oh man she was so irritating um sam and christine we go to sam and christine they talk and she says to him that she has to cocoon the baby and she explains why the people are suffocating and uh, this raises a slight bit of alarm. Uh, now, Sam is trying to m help make people comfortable. And this is just a side note. I don't know why they decided to do that at this point. Because they actually went over the same information a few minutes in the future with Junior. So whatever. But she does cocoon the baby here. And didn't that remind you of another show where we've seen a cocoon this past, or about a year ago? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Falling Skies. Yes. <coughs> it's, Falling Skies. There could be the crossover. Fan fiction. It's coming your way, Karen. No. No. Castle fan fiction is where I draw the line. That's the only one I read. No, and I think it was a little disappointing that they decided that they were going to co uh, cocoon the baby. Uh, you know, we've seen the cocoons already. I suppose the writers thought that this was a continuation of, 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 of the plot thread um, and that this provided consistency in the storytelling, but I, yeah. I think we could have done without it. Well, the only way, I guess, for her to transfer her life force into the baby, whatever. Uh, well, okay... It's thematic, at least, of the baby growing into a butterfly. That's a good point. So it is thematic with the series. However, it was really cheesy looking. Like super Jason and the Argonauts cheesy looking. With that purple tubing wrapped around you. Yes, I've seen enough hentai to know where this is going. If you know that meme. No, unfortunately, that one I do not know. Don't look it up. I promise I will not. Okay. Um, so then we go back to Big Jim and Hector, and they're talking. Big Jim has, you know, he's talked to Lily. and He goes to Hector, and he says he wants to get out. He doesn't really care whether the aliens get out or not, but Hector does. And he has decided he's going to martyr himself and he wants to kill everyone. So Big Jim, this is where he says he's going to get out. He's going to go to Tim Buck frickin' 2. And <laughs> uh, he and Hector are not seeing eye to eye on things. But, you know, they... I, Big Jim is, I guess, kind of fooling him at this point. You know, he, he leaves it up in the air with Hector. And he walks away. What do you think about that scene? I think that 
that I'm that of course Big Jim is not going to put all his cards on the table. But I think the thing that this surprised me the most is why would Hector give up so easily? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seemed like a very fast capitulation to, you know, disaster. Mm-hmm. And it, it really makes you wonder why on earth would we bring in these new characters and have them on for such a short period of time unless their only purpose was to tell us that, A, you're all going to die with the calcification, which I think Christine had already told us, yep. or B, anyone who has been cocooned is never going to be a normal human again and all must be killed. Right. And and I think that we we probably could have learned that in in some different way, I'm not sure how, but it, it seemed one small piece of information for a lot of characters and a lot of time spent um, in the storyline. Yes. And you and I were going back and forth in the notes document before we started talking on mic. And one of the things I said would, was that Eric LaSalle wanted to direct, so dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why he was on the show. Uh, I'm thinking that's why. And then they wanted to do the Acteon thing. And so they, you know, in order to bring him on as Acteon, they had to have Acteon staff. And then they had to have an interface. And then they had to have a reason for him to want to come on, which was Lily's dad. And. I don't understand the whole, you know, why did they have to have the lab on the island? And, you know, it was very convoluted, very convoluted. Um, it, it could have been much simpler. It was very junked up. I have to agree. And, and it, they simplified it in order to jam it all into the second to the last episode. I'd, I'd have to agree. Um, and none of this, I believe, is in the book. So oh, we're no, just no. We're, we we're are we're so we're so script. far out in left field. Yes, the, we were off script in the second episode. <laughs> now Eric LaSalle ended up only directing one episode, did he not? Yeah, that's what I just thought. One. Okay, you know that, like in the first chapter of the book, Junior kills Angie. Right. So <laughs> we're off script right off the bat. That's true. <laughs> so we are so far out of the ballpark by this point. It's not even funny. There are, you know, no cocoons. No, <laughs> it's just weirdness. Um, so now we are going back to Christine and I guess we're in the town hall. Um, Junior returns, lets her know that the resistance tried to cure him. And I'm putting that in air quotes. He confirms that Barbie has turned back to the resistance and asks if Ava and the baby are okay. And Christine evades that question. Um, and then Christine goes to Joe and tells him about the 24-hour time frame and gives him this loving encouragement. And puts her hand on his face and just creeps me out. Um, he says... But you'll kill Nori once we get out. And she says, I promise I won't kill Nori. <laughs> well, and I think we know who might wish to do that. Yes. But we'll have to save that for a little bit later. Yes, that might have to come in the spoiler speculation area. Uh, and I agree. But the fact that she put such emphasis on those words, yeah. anyone who 
something, said, okay, you're not going to do it, but someone else is going to do it. Right. We see that coming down Main Street, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so now we go to Barbie and Julia in the hotel room. They find Ava dead. They grab the cord and you said, <laughs> what do they grab it in? I think they're, they put some ice in that bag. It's a hotel. Hotel ice. Marvelous. How's that? I think, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, hand wave that one. Right, hand wave, hand wave. Hand wave, hand wave. Yep. Uh, they figure out she was smothered from the particuli in the eyes. And I had no idea that, that they were both so intelligent from a science standpoint because they needed their science teacher and Joe to help them on anything else that's sciencey. So That is all over medical shows, though. Really? Yeah. They say it on Castle all the time. I must have missed that one somewhere. <laughs> So, I mean, I didn't even think about it when I saw it because I've seen it on so many like ER, Grey's Anatomy, Castle. I don't know that I would look at a dead body and say they were smothered. But if someone said it, I would say, oh, OK, sure. You know, it wouldn't shock me. Well, considering the fact that an alien baby came out of her body, there certainly are other alternatives for how she may have died. Of course. I agree yeah. with you there. But hand wave. Right. Hand wave, hand wave. Again. Um, so they have a conversation. You know, uh, Barbie says, you know, Julia says, I'm really sorry. And he says, well, I didn't really know her, the real her. Um, they speculate about where the baby is. And, you know, Christine must have taken the baby. And Christine probably killed her because... They speculate on that because obviously Ava was smothered uh, because of this, the eye, the blood vessels in the eye being popped. And, uh, and then of course, Barbie, vengeance will be mine, Con. Um, he decides he's going to go kill Christine. Because even though he didn't really know her and the baby is an alien baby and he only had two days to really ponder on the fact that he was going to be a daddy, he has decided this is his life mission to go and kill Christine. Yeah, that seemed a bit off base because even even though he had his quote-unquote fantasy year in the, in the cocoon with Ava, he had theoretically come to his senses. He knew he didn't have a relationship with her. It's not as if as if this was his beloved girlfriend of four weeks um, whose like husband he had killed, right? right? Right. So I'm not sure why he was so hot to try to get revenge Well, he on literally Ava. just said, I didn't really know her. How could I have loved her? I mean, he literally just said it in the show. <laughs> I think that we have to chalk this one up to... Poor storytelling and hand advance wave, the wave. story. Right. Hand wave, hand wave. Right. How many times have I said that in the last couple of minutes? Three, uh, four? At, at least. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we're back to Nori, Lily, and Hunter. They're watching the zombies on the TV. They see the crystallization, and Nori decides she's going to go to Joe to find out what's happening. So uh, that leads us to Christine deciding to eliminate the competition to air. And has Joe and Junior, no, Sam and Junior, take the elderly and infirm to the lake. And then she encourages Joe again, where Joe has a brainstorm to use the radio transmitter. And you put a little note there. Yes, I did. And if we recall from season one, I believe, 
the radio station was burned to the ground by Big Jim, and it was quite an inferno, and that was when he killed Dodie. Mm -hmm. And I think we were a little surprised by that inferno because it didn't appear that he used enough accelerant to make a fire that big. Yeah, but it was huge. And it was huge. And it burned that place to, to... And there should have been nothing left. So how on earth was Joe able to to find this completely untouched piece of equipment, the exact equipment that he needed in the ashy remains of the radio station. Right. The transmitter. Yeah. And it barely was scorched. Barely. Ready to go. Ready for him to go and pick up and take with him. I don't get it. Are you waving your hands again, Karen? Hand wave, hand wave. You should be. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, before he can go and pick it up, Nori finds Joe, and they chat, and they sync their stories. Now, this is a way so the Resistance can find out what Joe knows, and Joe can find out what the Resistance knows. So now the Resistance knows about the air running out. Um, so there we go. There, there are, Nori retreats back to tell the Resistance what she has learned, and then... We guess that Joe goes off to get the transmitter, and he's he's going with what some of the the zombies, but they're not yes. they're not zombified zombies. They're they have personalities because they're like snarky with him. But I know, and they weren't compl- uh, They didn't seem to be falling in line with the. Uh, the as you said the zombie or the that the zombieism that that Christine had imbued upon them previously Mm-mm, they didn't which i find amusing it's just whatever seems to fit the story at the time but whatever and here's another hand wave coming up uh Christine talks into her recorder in order to give support to the new queen the recorder that she doesn't have anymore that Julia took back julia took back and then it was stolen and put into uh big jim took it yes and locked it into a place over on the island to hide away so it was like taken apart and locked into this outdoor i guess it was what like a um old telephone old telephone telephone type box. box yeah circuit box that's what it looked like a circuit box Mm -hmm. um so not only did she not have it but the person that took it from her didn't have it and then big jim didn't even have it it was like all disassembled and like over on the island across the lake so what am i she's a very she's a very powerful alien she can do more than what you realize okay so hand wave hand wave hand wave But she's offering her support to the new queen. And I guess this is her again acknowledging that she is going to expire soon. You know, perhaps your rating should have been 7.5 hand waves. It should have been. Although I think I'm going to give it more than that in hand waves. There's going to be more than seven and a half hand waves. So I don't want to go over that in my grade. Good point. (laughs) 
Or you can go on the regressive scale and you can make it negative, a negative, negative number. 7.5. Correct. Have you ever given a show a negative number before? No, never. Okay. Because if I'm podcasting about a show, it cannot be negative. It just can't be. I have given a five. That's as low as I've gone. And that's Farscape. And that's saying something. So, because I love Farscape. Jeremiah Crichton, everyone. Check it out. It's a horrible episode. Uh, so if I give something lower than five next week, you know it's bad. Just uh, keep that in mind. Uh, so we're back to the, what is it, a paper factory? Yes. And that factory looked awfully familiar to me. And it I'm sure, sure did. I think some other fans might, might have recognized that as well. Mm-hmm. From Revolution mm -hmm. at the end of season one, beginning of season two, mm -hmm. when the revolutionaries were fleeing from the factory, that was exactly the same factory. Yep. As the heli as the helicopters hovered overhead them and tried to take them out. Yep. I think it was exactly the same factory. It was the same. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, though, there was no helicopter hovering overhead to take out more of the incidents. No. I wouldn't think helicopters work well under a dome. Probably not. No, not so good. Um, so Nori, she, well, no, we're not back yet. Are we? No, we are back. Yes, we are. Okay. Well, first, Big Jim confirms plans with Lily, which is, you know, unnecessary, but we get to see Indy again. So that's good. And Nori returns with the news that she got from Joe. And then Hunter comes interrupting them. And says, there's something up at the cement factory. Christine's going in there. And they get on the horn. And they tell Barbie and Julia, go to the cement factory. And this is where Big Jim inserts himself. And he realizes, okay. Um, and he, he doesn't want there to be a cure. Again, I'm not quite sure where he's headed with that. But he decides he's going to intercept them. So that they can go on to the cement factory. And he's going to pick up the cord. So he goes off. He intercepts them at whatever road. He picks up the cord. They continue on to the cement factory. And he throws the cord away and takes Andy to get his money and guns and whatever. So what was the deal? Why did he throw away the cord? You know, and that is a good question. I mean, it was all about him, but the interesting thing is that Big Jim said to Indy, we have work to do, yeah. which is a lost shout-out. It is a lost shout-out. And I'm guessing the we have work to do is him to go get his stuff. And get out of Dodge. Right. Because Jim has gone into complete survival mode as... Really, his character has been for the past two seasons. He's, it's been all about Big Jim, Big Jim surviving. Right. And he is not going down. He's determined to find a way out of the dome, and he has decided what the junior is no Expendable. no longer. Uh, or well, his son isn't his son anymore. His son can't be saved, and so it's just Big Jim. Right. So he's going to Timbuk freaking too, and he doesn't care that the aliens get out. So no, he only cares about taking Indy with him, and at least he cleaned the blood off Indy this week, yeah. which was lovely. 
I was very happy to see a, a nice, healthy-looking Indy. I think all the animal lovers will be happy that Indy is just fine. Yes. And uh, if you have noticed the pictures for next week's episode on the Facebook page, there is a lovely picture of Indy, Cato, in the in the set in the gallery set. So I thought that was very nice of them to include a picture of him. Um, that's a little side note from me. Um, so, Sam and Junior start walking the older kinshippers into the lake to their doom, which is what Christine has has told them to do. And uh, they're marching into the lake, and uh, Junior is cracking the whip because you know power corrupts absolutely, in his case. And Sam is a little less so, and he's helping them nicely to their deaths. Whereas Junior is, you know, not so nice to their deaths. <laughs> I mean, they're still marching them to their deaths, so who cares uh, how nice they are, right? Uh, and that was just, just delightful, the way that uh, Junior has decided that he's going to go ahead and take over. And it really makes you think... Uh, does he think that he is going to be the king when Christine is gone? Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming he thinks that he can um, take over while the baby is growing. You know, he, he has no idea that the baby is going to be fully grown. So I'm thinking he thinks he's going to be in charge. I'm not sure that Junior is smart enough to think that far ahead. Again, he thought he was going to have the pick of any woman in town... Yeah. He probably still thinks that, sure. even though his number one choice is now in a mass grave. Right. But I, I really do think he thinks he's going to be in charge. I'm sure he does. Yeah. He does have Big Jim's jeans in him, after all. Yeah, but his are twisted. Like, really, like, much more. All the more reason for him to think that he is going to be completely and totally in charge. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so... Christine is transferring her life force into the cocoon to, I guess, grow the baby and is interrupted right at the last moment by Barbie and Julia. And she, you know, zaps away and she's looking down into the water and she sees her regular face. And I guess that's a cue for us that the alien has transferred into the baby all the way. And uh, the Barbie baby runs out of the factory. And uh, that was an interesting little bit of graphic. Although, again, since she was interrupted, and we do know that until you're completely bought into the program, you'll still see yourself. Barbie, a few episodes ago, when he was hugging alien Ava at the time, saw his own reflection in the mirror. Right. So I think that we can assume, or at least we would think that since the download was interrupted, mm -hmm. that she hasn't transferred all her power, but that she's probably about 95% of the way there. Yeah. Probably just enough to maybe get a glimpse into what she had been planning. And that's about it. Because she had a hard time remembering what she had, what orders she had given. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking it was a very small sliver 
left. Um, and she's crying, saying how sorry she is. My note was, too little, too late, biatch. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's probably true, yeah? They didn't seem to care. No, I don't think so. And after everything that she had done, I don't particularly blame them for that. No. And at that point, I actually did wonder whether or not she was just faking it. But then I decided that she probably was not faking it um, because any other time she's had a confrontation with them, she's pretty much tried to put them in their place. So I had decided at that point in time, I mean, it was my belief that she had indeed become almost all the way human again and had transferred all her life force and it was, it was gone. Yeah. She's always been very confident and she was not confident in this case. No, she she emotionally imploded. Right. Um, so she broke down, and and she decides she's going to help them to figure out where the quote unquote baby has gone because he Barbie wants to know where the baby went. Um, Bloom says she knows where uh, that Hector and Big Jim was going to poison everyone. Hector cannot have that so uh bye bye dr bloom that puts hector on a on a the same playing field with big jim because we have no idea who else hector may have killed in the past exactly so i don't know and he doesn't seem to care that he left lily's dad behind to languish in a tube right in a plastic, t standing in a plastic tube. Hello, how uncomfortable could that have been? Right, and like I said earlier in, in another podcast, you know, who's watching over him? What, what, you know, what safeguards are there in place for him? You know, and that's actually an interesting point, because if you think about it, even if the dome implodes, even if everyone dies, you still have an alien sitting out there. Right. Lily's father. Right. What, what was Hector's plan for that? Because he fan, left in there. Fan fiction. <laughs> I don't want that fan fiction. I want Barbie and Julia fan fiction is what I want. That's what I want because that's really the only good thing. I mean, you know, the, yes, they're new and all that, but it's like a normal thing. I don't want alien babies any of that that's <laughs> lame um okay so we're back to the factory and they're still talking to christine and barbie's like what was that running out of here and christine says that she didn't transfer everything so she's gonna try and remember what's going on and she says oh my god the lake and i put question mark exclamation question mark one eleven eleven one you know funny little exclamation points uh so apparently she realizes that she gave them the orders to walk the people into the lake and they supposedly run off to go and fix that um do you think she told them on the way there what was happening because they didn't seem to know when they got there what was happening Oh, I don't think so, because they might have just offed her on the spot. Or or that, or two, she was she was so, so by what she had done, by her memory of that, that 
it was too horrible for her to put into words. Okay, so they just that's, rode that's giving... silently to the lake. With her saying, hurry, 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 hurry. Okay. And probably still sobbing and telling her, telling them how sorry she was and how she was going to work with them to make everything right. Okay. But they would have been in the Prius. Right. Racing madly to the lake. <laughs> in the Prius? So they were going like 40 miles an hour. If that, if that quickly on dirt and gravel roads, yes. Right. All right. So they're off to do that. Um, Nori and Hunter. And Hunter, who never left the paper factory, by the way. So he could have probably heard Lily being bound by Hector. Yes? No? You know, I don't know. Um, he could have been... I don't know where in the factory he could have been... I don't know how big they, I mean, they, they made it look as if it was supposed to be a very big factory, which means there could have been a lot of rooms. But let's face it, they could have only brought X amount of equipment with them, so they couldn't have had that many spaces in that old abandoned factory where they would be staying. Right. So my thought is, hand wave, hand wave. Hand, I was going to say, you're waving your hand again. Yes. Um, they find Lily bound up by Hector. So I guess Nori has to pull him around. In order for him to wake up and find her. Um, and Lily tells them what Hector's agenda is. And this is where Nori runs off to save Joe. Because they realize that Hector wants to kill Joe. Because Joe is the link that will stop the dome from coming down. Because he's not a kid anymore. He's an incredibly brilliant, genius, young scientist. Right. He knows everything. He's a gemologist. He's mm -hmm. a scientist. He is also a disc jockey. Because <laughs> he knows how to work the radio equipment. Uh, he had hooked up all the solar panels to provide them with electricity. Okay, so he's an electrician. Yes, I'm thinking that he is an electrical engineer, a design engineer, um... Probably just about every kind of engineer that's out there. He is a genius. He is a super genius. That he is. Yes. Uh, if you watch Red Runner cartoons, that was my little <laughs> nod to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Nori runs off. Uh, Junior's leading the kids to the lake in the meantime, and Sam is not having any of that noise. And this is where Christine and uh, Barbie and Julia arrive. Christine runs out and puts a stop to it. She says, no, I did not tell you to march the kids to the lake. And she does her best impression of old Christine. Uh, that was a good show, by the way. Old Christine, new Christine, whatever the name of that was. Well, I, I got it. Sorry, go ahead, Karen. No, no. Well, I have to tell you that this is probably one part of the show that I found to be extraordinarily disturbing. Um, Under the Dome has done a lot of strange things, but to actually be leading small children to a lake with the intent to drown them. I mean, it was bad enough to see the, the elderly and the infirmed, but to actually say that we were going to do this to small children, I, I, I thought that the, the writers hit a new low. Yeah, it was not good. And the no. only reason I could see doing it was because Junior wanted to mate and have kids. 
And so that would be his way in to do that. Well, and he said that he thought that they were just, they, they couldn't be useful and that they were taking up oxygen. Yeah, but that's an and excuse. No, it absolutely is not. No, you don't think so? You think that was his? I don't, uh, no, uh, no I, don't, I don't think that that was, I don't think that was a good reason. No, I don't think so either. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. I think okay. that was just him using that as an excuse. I think the kids are a threat to him. They, you know, they start growing up and they might usurp him as king. And, you know, if he can make his own babies, then, you know, he can mold them in his own image, as it were. Although with the the lack of young women in the town after our prior episode, he, you would at least think he would be saving the little girls. He doesn't mind cougars. Oh, he as does, long as does they he? can have babies, you know. He, he'll go with older women. He can go with, you know, women in their 30s. They can still have kids with him. So, yeah, it's creepy. But It was, dis it was disturbing. It was very disturbing. Um, so she, she does her best to put on this, you know, old Christine face. And uh, there is one kid that still is marching into the lake. And she runs out there to save the kid. And she is showing emotion. And Junior watches and Junior smash. <laughs> he realizes that she is human, that there's no alien in her anymore. And he is very angry. And uh, a fight ensues between Barbie and uh, Junior. And it's, it's not great, but they manage to uh, get Junior away. And Junior gets decked. Yeah, big time. Which was fun to watch, actually. It was. It was. But Junior Smash, big time. He was very angry. And he took a punch. Um, I think that alien thing really bolsters. Because he used to not be able to take a punch. Do you remember that? He used to go down real quick. That's true. And, you know, we've seen that super strength several times. Mm -hmm. oh, you know, we, we saw it with Ava. Um, I think we've seen this with Junior. Yeah. I thought we had seen it with Christine at one point. It seems to me that there was someone else. Joe, too, I, even, because he was in the in the cocoons. And he, mm -hmm. he fought back quite well when normally he probably wouldn't have put up such a fight. Oh, and we saw Barbie when he pummeled that one individual to death. Oh, yeah, Pete? Yes, that was it. Yeah, Pete. So, yeah, that was quite a fight between Junior and Barbie. Um, now, where were Barbie and Julia when Christine got out of the car and started all... I mean, where were they hiding? Because the, the car was right out in the middle of the field. But, you know, again, hand wave, hand wave. <laughs> I should be keeping track of how many times you're hand waving well, tonight. Well, maybe pe people, when they're listening, they can tell me how many hand waves there are. It It'll be a contest. They can call in next week and let us know. That's right. Put it we'll on the add, Facebook and page. We'll, and we'll add hidden Easter egg hand waves oh, on the okay. Facebook page. There you go. Uh, okay, so there's that. Yeah, count the hand waves, everyone, and let me know. Uh, anything that comes after when this gets posted is a hand wave you can count. How's that? Um, and you get nothing. So there's that. Uh, 
So there's the fabulous prize of nothing. All right. Uh, Nori shows up at the ruins of the radio station just in time to save Joe from the Acteon guards. And you put Nori showed off her crack sh shotgun skills again this week. Yep. Without a silencer this time. And she shoots like a thousand times into the guy who has body armor all over. So where does she shoot him? That kills him. In the side? I don't know where she could have possibly have shot him. Yeah, he had body, body armor everywhere. That's true, he did, didn't he? Yeah, everywhere. There, there are some places you can shoot someone with body armor. Like in your underarm, on your side, uh, legs. The neck. The neck, yes. So one of those shots must have gone in those tiny little places. Because they, they are very tiny, the places. But or she had armor-piercing bullets. <gasps> that was it. But again, I'd like to go. I'd like to go to whatever little school that she w attended to become such a crack shot. I know, right? The backyard of the daycare. Mm-hmm. That's it. By that hunky guy that I liked, that died. Oh, yes, or or perhaps she still has some special skills and strengths left over from her time in the cocoon. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hand wave, hand wave. <laughs> so uh, Hector shows up, has the gun pointed at them. And, of course, you know, tells Nori to put the gun down, and she does. But then Big Jim shows up and saves the day. Big Jim, he got his stuff, and he didn't run off to Tim Buck freaking too. He saves Joe. And mostly because he needs to get out of Dodge. Right? Mm-hmm. So, saving Joe saves his own butt. So he thinks as long as Joe can bring the dome down. Right. We're going to have to wait to see that, aren't we? We are, dot, dot, dot. Um, they take... Um, Barbie and Julia takes Christine back to the paper factory. And they... The resistance is resisting. That's what I put. Having Christine around. <laughs> but Julia reminds them that she was never cocooned, so she cannot be taken in by her. Which is not the best excuse ever. But whatever. Well, considering what Julia's been taken in by during this entire quote-unquote month that they, they've been under the dome, I'm not sure that Julia is the greatest judge of character. Yeah, After all, she still either. is with her husband's killer. Right. So, yeah, not not a ringing endorsement. And to be fair, they still are very wary of her. So, yeah, they ask about the cure. And they're stunned again when they hear that Bloom was murdered by Hector. Uh, so Barbie and Julia are exhausted. I put duh, because they've been jerked around this whole episode. Every time they think that they've done something to move the cure along, they find out that it's been subverted. Uh, so, yeah, not so good. Uh, Barbie finally decides that his daughter is a monster and can't be saved. Now, I don't know what pushes him over the edge there. Is it just that the doctor has been killed? 
I don't know. And I thought that that was strange. I thought that he threw in the towel rather quickly from going um, where, where he was of the mindset of, I've got to find and save my daughter, too. She's a monster. She can't be saved. And, and he hadn't seen his daughter other than her turning purple when she was an infant of a mere few moments old. So I, 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 there isn't anything that could have forced him into this position. Not at this point. Except it's finding a, out that the doctor was dead. I mean, that was the only change. But he, he still has not seen her. He has seen her as this little child, this theoretically small alien baby that is still going to be very vulnerable. He doesn't, he doesn't know anything other right. than he's got a tiny baby out there somewhere. Exactly. So whatever. Again, what am I going to say? Hand wave. Hand wave. Yeah. Um, so speaking of which, Christine goes to lay down. Baby girl is all growed up and finds her. She marches her to the dome and pushes her against it. And we get the sizzly little like a teppanyaki thing happening there. And uh, she says something to the effect of, I need something from you. I don't know what's going on there. Does she take something from her? I mean, she turns into like an alien looking thing against the dome. But is is the alien baby taking that from her? At that point, I think so. I think that that the alien is alien baby is taking that last piece of the quote unquote download, that last remaining five percent or whatever it is mm -hmm. of alien that was still in Christine. Okay. Because remember when we when we saw baby alien, uh, what was it last last week, aka yesterday? Right. Then the baby was um, breastfeeding right. with with Eva Ava. Um, that alien baby was then turning purple as she was getting Ava's life force. Right. And Christina said all along that as the queen she was going to have to die. Right. And that she and so that last bit of alien life force needs to be transferred into the baby, which. As you said, that thing is not a baby anymore. Nope. It was definitely the actress who played Ava. With a gorgeous blonde wig. Blonde-ish wig. Blonde-ish. And, and contacts. in. And she oh, does yes. have a name, which I shall reveal in the spoilers. Um, and again, you notice I have not played a Barbie of the Week yet. Because... As we mentioned before, the show has been canceled, and next week is the final episode. And we do have a Barbie of the Week. It is from Wayne. And here we go. And now, the Barbie of the Week. The Barbie of the Week is from Wayne Henderson. It is Cancellation Barbie. Available now on clearance, quantities limited. This has been the Barbie of the Week. Thank you, Sir Wayne, Thank and you. I don't think there was anyone happier in Twitterdom than Wayne. Oh, he was so happy. I he was know. ecstatic. A lot of people were happy. I was one of them. Mostly podcasters. <laughs> I think we were all kind of giddy about it. Just, you know, I'm torn. I really am because I want to do this with Doug. But 
if we can find another show to do it about, <laughs> then thumbs up. That's all I can say. And I actually, I think it's kind of sad when, when a show that started out with a lot of potential, um, it had, it had um, a great. It was based on a book with by a great author, and then it's sort of turned into a bit of a mishmash, um, a kind of a lack of direction. And, and it's it's actually sad to see that 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 people are re- actually rejoicing when a show comes yeah. to an end because what you really want to have is, you want to have a show where you've been invested in the characters and it's going to come to some type of a very satisfying uh, conclusion that will leave people sad that it's ending but happy with the actual ending itself. Right. What you want it to be is, oh, that's a nice ending. You know, MASH, for me, Lost. Yes, Uh, uh, Breaking Bad. Fringe. Fringe. I was sad to see Fringe go, but I think it was satisfactory. You know, things like that. Um, As long as Castle doesn't ruin this season, Castle. Uh, So, yeah. But this, (laughs) Under the Dome, it's really wearing out its welcome. So I'm kind of glad it's going. And, you know, the funny part is the people that listen to these podcasts, the, the thing I hear the most is, we love your podcasts. But it's painful to watch the show. I know. (laughs) It's so much better to listen to the podcast. And I'm like, okay, well, that's complimentary. But I hate that I'm making you watch the show. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But their suffering is coming to to an end. end. And so is mine. Um, But we're going to try and do something together again, just so you guys know. Me and Doug. and I think you should. Uh, the two of you are just a fantastic team. Uh, it's very entertaining to listen to the two of you. Uh, great commentary. And I hope that you both will be podcasting together again soon. Yeah. And it will be something that will be very exciting to all of us, especially the two of you. Yes, I think so too. So let us move on to the obituary. And there were plenty. First of all, named people. Um, Christine, definitely. It was Mark Helgenberger's last episode, confirmed. Um, It was Hector's last episode, also confirmed. Um, Dr. Bloom. I didn't see her name on next week's episode, so I'm assuming yes. Gone. And, you know, it was interesting because I thought that Christine might potentially still be alive at the end because we didn't see her collapse in a complete mass. You know, we just saw that. Her dissolve, yeah. Her, that scrambly-looking thing like as something was wrong with your TV set. Right. But uh, as, long as, you've, as long as you have confirmed this is her last episode, then yep. yes. It's been said by the network. It was her last episode. So, And then every single old and infirmed person, elderly and infirmed person that walked into the lake, gone. I think that we can say they're gone as well. Yep. And they all were wearing cement shoes, apparently. Mm. Because none of them bobbed back up to the surface. Oh, that's a delightful thought, Karen. Mm-hmm. Thank you for putting that visual in my head. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. 
<laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, we have a couple of pieces of speculation, right? I um, think we do. So we were thinking, who will Barbie baby kill first? You know, and, and that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, if she wipes out everyone, I think that's okay with me. Um, but if she's going to go after people... First, I, w I wondered if she's going to go after Daddy Dearest because Daddy Dearest is now again and he has theoretically changed sides. Mm -hmm. But then also would she go after members of the resistance because apparently Christine's recorder is intact and Christine left to her all those wonderful notes and told her what was going on and giving her all the little tips and things that she would need to grow up into a lovely young woman. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Young oh, alien oh, woman. Yeah. And see, I was thinking it would be Junior because of his hubris in thinking that he was going to be king um, and that he would be closest to her. The resistance would have to be something that she would go after. Um, I don't know. Uh, looking at the pictures, it's up in the air to me. So. Well, and I also wondered, though, about Big Jim. Would there be some type of final showdown between Big Jim and Junior? Because I'm still not convinced that Big Jim could pull the trigger on Junior if he had to. Mm, I'm not either. I think there's a weakness there, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, that might... Go ahead. I don't know that Junior will live. But I don't know that it will be at Big Jim's hands. It could be at Sam's hands, because Sam is definitely not happy with him. Uh, it could be Barbie Baby. It could be Barbie. Uh, but I don't know that it'll be Big Jim. Because Big Jim definitely has a weakness, and it's Junior. He could allow him to die without seeing it, I think. Mm -hmm. And he would probably think about it down the road and regret it. But pulling the trigger and looking into his eyes, that's a whole different thing. So, I don't know. Things to ponder, though. Definitely. Hmm. Yeah, that's gonna. This is gonna be a tough one. Uh, I think that we, I think we can speculate that the decision still had not been made to whether or not to cancel or renew under the dome at the time that they had filmed the final episode. It was a. We'll be wrapping it up enough just in case, but we're leaving it open enough just in case. Which would tell me that not everyone is going to die. So then the question is... Who does? And who who does? does? Yeah. Yeah. So some people might. Some people might not. I don't think Dean Norris will die. Big Jim. I don't think Barbie will die. I don't think Julia would die. I think those are the three that are fairly safe. I would agree with that. And I think that it's open season on, on anyone, anyone and everyone else. else. Yep. Anyone oh, Indy. Indy can't die. He's not going to die. No. No. And most likely Joe and Nori are safe. I would agree. Most likely. Although 
that's you know that's kind of up near they're they're young though so you know that's kind of a safe bet that they'll be okay so let us know on the facebook page if you have predictions there on uh the <laughs> the body count next week because <laughs> i'd like to know i mean i'm still wondering what they're going to do next week that you know it's been so sporadic there are some shows that i watch that i'm like right on the edge of my seat and i want to be guessing everything and this show i'm just like whatever i mean <laughs> i am wondering who's gonna die but as soon as i turn this podcast off tonight <laughs> i'm not gonna think about it <laughs> until i watch the show i don't know about you but i'm not gonna be wondering Oh, no, I'm not going to wonder at all. Yeah. So uh, we'll see on Thursday, I guess. Um, and now on to the headlines. My old typewriter. Um, the ratings from Canadian ratings correspondent Lawrence Griffin in Canada under the dome finished in eighth place on the list of the 30 most watched shows. The episode Legacy was seen by 1.2 million viewers. Still doing pretty good there. Uh, TV by the Numbers at 10 p.m. Again, we do the Dateline Mystery 9 to 11. This is interesting. It got a 0.8 share with a 3 and 4.08 million viewers. And CBS is Under the Dome got a 0.8 with a 3 share. <laughs> the exact same thing, but with Slightly fewer watchers, uh, 3.7 million. And then Rookie Blue, the season finale, with a 0.7 and a 2 share, 3.68 million viewers. Under the Dome led total viewership increases, adding 2.1 million viewers in live plus same day. So that means that they stopped watching Dateline Mystery right away and then they turned on Under the Dome right then. And it was also up 59% in plus three rating. So they watched it within the next three days. So, I mean, the, the ratings are still good, even though it got canceled. They're just, you know, it's getting panned by the critics, I think, is most of the issue with it. And it, the live ratings are bad. Yeah, and I think that and the, uh, the loss of the incentives uh, to film in North Carolina. Yeah. I think the two of those combined probably serve to say, hey, listen, if we're getting panned and we need to move everyone to a new place, and that means new sets and everything else, and trying to at least mimic the look of, of uh, Chester's Mill, then it's, it's going to be too much effort. Yeah, I agree. We're and not getting enough income from the Prius. I thought I saw <laughs> Hello, welcome to Toyota. Um, I mean, what? Uh, I, I saw the writing on the wall when I saw that they were selling off all those props. And I thought, oh, this is getting canceled. <laughs> it's getting canceled so hard. <laughs> well, and it was, and it was a, what, cash? Cash deal. Cash and only, in, yeah. Cash only and in Wilmington only. I mean, they didn't even put yeah. on an auction site as they nope. have done with with other can with other uh, shows that have come to their normal end. Yep, it was like, come get it, pay cash. We're not messing around. We get it out of here. Yeah. We don't want it anymore. <laughs> we're crazy with our prices. Uh, <laughs> they were doing that sort of thing. 
It's it's Big Jim's big sale. <laughs> oh man, Big Jim could have run that sale, couldn't he? Our prices are insane. Um, I don't know about the prices at all. I'm I wasn't down there, but I am guessing they were not high. So uh, yeah, especially since people couldn't come from everywhere to get them. You know, you had to be local to get right. anything. Or within driving distance. And it, even if you, and you had to hear about it. Right. So you had to be like a huge fan of the show to go and get it. Or be local enough to see the notices around. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. I know exactly. Okay, so let's move on to feedback. I love this. that big time that's my favorite we have some other barbies of the week uh chris strovel wrote in and said bipolar barbie can be set on manic mode where he will do anything for his little hybrid the baby not the prius or can be set to depressive mode where he becomes inconsolable over his failures comes with a switch you can't find or understand <laughs> I like that one. I did, too. You want to read Corey's? He gave us three. Okay. Corey had three really nice ones here this week, as you mentioned. And the first one is Cry Like a Man Barbie. Sheds real tears at the mention of his own weakness. Sliders. Yeah, it was a sliders reference. I I must have missed that one, but I think that's pretty good. So if you go to the Facebook page, he actually put a little clip in. Of Cry Like a Man from Sliders. So. Oh, I'm definitely going to check that Very out. Very entertaining. Okay, a second one is Mortal Kombat Barbie and Flawless Victory Julia versus Kinship Jr. Fight! Finish him! <laughs> and he put a clip of Mortal Kombat, too. Oh, Don't say he doesn't well, go above and beyond. That's for Corey, sure. Corey is the man. And actually, this one is Big Jim Barbie. <laughs> Karen, you got to say this. Yeah, but it's Barbie. So I know, but it's it would Big be Jim Barbie. Barbie. So it's like Big this is my daughter. This is my daughter. But yeah. it would be him imitating Big Jim. So it would be this is my daughter. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Barbie. Well, we want to thank uh, Chris and Corey for sending in those Barbies of the week, fine and outstanding ones, and of course Sir Wayne for his. Barbie of the week, our yes. Barbie of the week. His winning Barbie. His winning Barbie. And he wins and, a high five from me. And next week, those are our final Barbies. Next week is, yes, that's right. These are going to be collectibles. They are. <laughs> you better keep them in the box, though. Yeah, don't let it out of the box. Mint in box. Now that we're done with the Barbies of the week feedback, we have a call from Justina who is calling from under the dome, and I hear she's having a really hard time. But I don't think she has long to wait until she's better. So let's we've hear got to get, her. We've got to get her out of there. Yeah, I think she's coming out soon, though. Good. This is Justina, investigative reporter for the Chester's Mail Gazette. I hope that Barbie's daughter acts as... The egg would in Joe's device so 
that he can make the dome come down. Doug, Karen, if this doesn't work, it's been a pleasure working for this paper. That is what's happening this week under the dome. Yeah, she's having a hard time. We have got to get her out of there. She's too valuable a reporter to leave her I behind. Know, big time. I'm, I'm thinking she'll get out, though. We got to keep her away from Nori. <laughs> we do, definitely, because she's a crack shot. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think she's going to come out, though. It's just a couple more days, Justina. Hang in there. Yeah, hang in there. We're, get, we're, we're coming in. We're going to rescue you. We're going to get you out. We are. I think Big Jim's going to rescue her, like he You're did Joe. Your torture is about to come to an end. That's right. Along with all the rest of us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so if you would like to send feedback in and become one of our reporters for the very last episode to send in your condolences and your congratulations, <laughs> you can send it to us. Our deadline is Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern next week. Um, you can send it to goldenspiralmedia.com forward slash feedback where you can type in a text, you can attach an audio file, or you can use the SpeakPipe widget. Um, our Twitter handle is at cmillgazette, GSM, and that is one Z, two Ts, as Doug likes to say. Um, you can also tweet on the night, or I guess any other night, with the hashtag UTDGazette, again, one Z, two Ts. Um, our Facebook page uh, we have our own Facebook page again, and you can just search for Chester's Mill Gazette. And you can also become a fan of Golden Spiral Media on Facebook, and you can just search for Golden Spiral Media. And you can go to goldenspiralmedia.com forward slash iTunes, and there will be a, a nice little page that will come up, and it will show you all of our podcasts. And it's very pretty. I enjoy it very much. What's your favorite podcast? My very favorite podcast? Mm -hmm. Golden Spiral Media, of course. Well, I really enjoy uh, stuff I learned yesterday. Mm -hmm, um, love Person of Interest. Mm -hmm. I like this podcast. Well, thank you. <laughs> We're going away, though. You don't need to oh, I know. shine us I know. Well, the show was going away. Again, we don't want you and Doug to go away. Right, right. Oh, um, I've got a lot of them. Yeah, me too. Oh, and, I, and Triple triple Cast oh, with triple Corey. Cast Corey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hear there's going to be a really good guest coming up soon. Ooh, can't wait. I wonder who that could be. Mm. <laughs> so do all that. And also, um, there's an Amazon link on this very page on Golden Spiral Media, if that's where you are and not in iTunes, where you can click and go to Amazon.com. And it doesn't cost you anymore, but... A little part of the purchase price will go to us, and it will help with our upkeep costs and all that other good stuff. So there's our plug and all that other stuff, which Doug usually says and not me, which is why it sounds awkward. So that's the end of all that stuff. And if you don't want to hear spoilers for next week's episode, which I don't know why you wouldn't want to hear spoilers, because it's the last episode and who cares, you should turn away now. But if you do want to hear those, here they come. 
Spoilers! 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 So you ready? You ready, Barb? Ready to go. Okay. Series finale! I put exclamation points. That was all me. I did not cut and paste that. And I think it was a good thing that you did. Because <laughs> it is going to be the enemy within. It sure is. As the dome in Chester's Mill comes down, the resistance led by Barbie, Julia, and Big Jim makes a final attempt to protect the outside world from the infected townspeople in the kinship, including Sam and Jr. and their new queen, Dawn, on the series finale of Under the Dome, Thursday, September 10th, 10 p.m. Eastern on the CBS Television Network. So her name is Dawn, everybody. The dawning of a new day. Yeah, what an unoriginal name, right? It kind of is. Yeah. Written by Neil Bear and Tim Schlattman. Directed by Peter Leto. And there is a press release on the entire series. And I thought I'd read it. CBS announced that the dome in Chester's Mill will come down and its mysteries revealed during the series finale of Under the Dome on Thursday, September 10th. Based on Stephen King's best-selling novel, Under the Dome, that's a very loose statement since it's just barely based on it right now, uh, debuted Monday, June 24th, 2013, and has been one of the most-watched shows on television for the past three summers. In the series finale, when the dome comes down, many questions about its origin and power will be answered as two groups of residents engaged in one final conflict that some won't survive. Two years ago, Under the Dome broke new ground in the summer and became an instant hit on CBS, as well as, as, well as with viewers around the world, said Nina Tassler, chairman, CBS Entertainment. Dome's event storytelling and multi-platform business model paved the way for more original summer programming with the successful rollouts of Extant and Zoo. We're excited to present the final chapter in Chester's Mill as the story comes full circle. Get it? Full circle? Yeah. The dome. I got it. With the dome coming down as dramatically as it went up. All three seasons of Under the Dome will continue to be available for unlimited streaming to fans and members of Amazon's Prime Video, which has been the executive, exclusive, not executive, exclusive subscription video on demand home for the dome since the show premiered and uh i like where it says with the dome coming down as dramatically as it went up does that mean that it's gonna zip a cow back together i'd actually like to see that i know me too remind me not to watch during time during what dinner time okay i'll remind you thank you that would be awesome if a cow came back together uh, you know, I think that would be pretty cool. And actually, if it all just sort of, like, fast-forwarded in reverse, mm. so the dome, you know, the cow gets zipped back up, it all goes up, the the truck uncrashes, uh, that might be pretty neat. The plane and everything, too. Oh, that's right, the plane. I'd forgotten about the mm. plane. That was supposed to be, I think, I think Joe's it was parents. supposed to be Joe's parents. Yeah. Joe's parents, right? Yeah. Joe and Angie's Mother. Oh, okay. Just the mother taking lessons. Because she was, she was cheating on their father. Anyway, whatever. 
it's so far from the book now i can't even remember anymore uh okay so that's it yeah and that is it and only one left that's right Woohoo! i mean i know ecstatic <laughs> you know karen it has been an absolute pleasure to be here with you tonight oh i'm so glad you could be here me too. It's it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I'm going to be looking forward to hearing you and Doug do the final one next week. The final review next week. Yes. I'm leaving it open in case we do like a series review. You really want to put yourself through that torture? Well, okay. Sure. We might want to talk about the whole series. That's true. We could think up some more Barbies that way, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that sounds like fine. Yeah. Like a lot of fun. We could talk about the good episodes, too, that way. That'll be a short discussion. <laughs> Oops. I love you so hard, Bart. <laughs> well, Karen, I think that what we want to do is we want to thank our uh, loyal readers for sticking with us, too. That's right. So, guys, thanks for reading this issue of the Chester's Mill Gazette, because I am Barb. Your political cartoon lampoonist, and I am glad that this cartoon of a show is coming to an end. Did I really just say that? You did. And I'm Karen, wondering if Marg Helgenberger had her frizzies in that last scene. <laughs> <laughs>